Welcome to Premier Pain Talk, a podcast dedicated to expanding awareness about treatment options for people in pain. Each week, host Dr. Michael Danko from Premier Pain Treatment Institute in Cincinnati, Ohio, will discuss cutting-edge treatments for pain management that are improving the quality of life for those suffering from chronic pain. Tune in now to learn more about how to relieve pain and restore your life. Hello and welcome to this episode of Premier Pain Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Danko. This week's episode is a recording of a webinar that we recently hosted at my practice, Premier Pain Treatment Institute uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And the topic for the webinar is a topic that is near and dear to my heart called targeted drug delivery. Uh, the therapy is also uh, called an intrathecal pump uh, or a pain pump in, uh, in kind of more layman's terms. Uh, this is a therapy that's really underutilized in, in chronic pain management, uh, but it can be done really well and can be very effective for patients when, when done properly. I was lucky in early in my career to begin adopting targeted drug delivery and to begin offering to my patients. And at this point, it's really become a staple uh, of the therapy options that I offer. And, and I have a lot of great patient success stories with it. Uh, so the, the therapy is basically a delivering uh, medication directly to the uh, spinal fluid around the spinal cord and, and really targeting uh, the pain receptors um, far more effectively than, than we might otherwise with oral medication or, or a transdermal or patch type medication. With this therapy, there is a trial or ability to test it out and see how it's going to work um, before actually moving forward with the implant. Uh, so if the when basic procedures, uh, injections are not uh, successfully relieving the pain, um, when there isn't a surgery that's going to fully correct the pain, um, then I begin looking at therapies like targeted drug delivery and spinal cord stimulation and some other ways that we can far more effectively manage the pain than, than simply continuing an, uh, indefinitely with an oral med- medication regimen. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this webinar and uh, make sure you subscribe and join us for future uh, podcasts here on Premier Pain Talk. Hello and welcome to this month's webinar, You Deserve Relief from Chronic Pain. Uh, I am your host, Dr. Michael Danko. With me uh, tonight is my partner, Dr. Tim Feldheim. Uh, we're with Premier Pain Treatment Institute. Um, and this is part of our PPTI CARES series. So we have a chronic pain management practice in the Cincinnati area with three locations. And one of the therapies that is a staple of our practice is something called targeted drug delivery or, or a intrathecal pump. It's also known as a pain pump. Uh, and we're going to talk tonight about uh, some, some of the different uh, painful conditions that may qualify you for, for a device such as a pain pump. Uh, also talk to you a lot about why this is a great therapy and also why it's really underutilized in our space uh, as interventional pain specialists and why you may have not uh, been introduced to this therapy before if you've seen other pain management providers. We're going to go through uh, the, the, a lot of the conditions and, 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 then, uh, and then we're going to kick it over to more details about the therapy. We're going to talk about the trial period or we'll talk about the implant period and, and a little bit of uh, the after the implant with the, the refill process and, and the ongoing management of the therapy. With me tonight, again, is Dr. Feldheim, and at this point, I'm going to kick it over to Dr. Feldheim to, to get us started. Thanks, Dr. Denko. So, if you're here, you probably have chronic pain, but what exactly is chronic pain? Well, it's often defined as any pain that's lasting more than 12 weeks. It can be triggered by several different things, including injury, disease, therapy even sometimes, or just any ongoing condition. Stress, environmental factors and effective factors may all contribute to the severity and the character of your type of chronic pain. But chronic pain usually continues when treatment has stopped. So chronic back and leg pain is one of the most common types of chronic pains that myself and Dr. Danko treat. 
And this is, can be pain that can be resulting from several different spinal conditions, including degenerative disc disease, somebody who's had a surgery before and it just didn't help them the way or her the way that it should have, lumbar disc herniations, epidural fibrosis or even epidural lipomatosis, which is scarring or fat that's in the epidural space, which is the space around your spinal cord, or even arachnoiditis, which can be inflammation of the spinal nerve roots themselves. So another type of pain that we chronically, or that we uh, are treating uh, commonly is something called complex regional pain syndrome. So this usually affects the arms, the legs, the hands, or the feet. So different limbs of the body, although it can affect the trunk as well. This usually develops after an injury, such as a broken bone or a surgery. Oftentimes when there is some sort of stimulation or irritation to a nerve, CRPS is also known as reflexive sympathetic dystrophy or causalgia. So if you've heard these terms before, this also applies to CRPS. However, this is still a kind of unknown syndrome where we are still learning more and more every day about the cause of it and also how to treat it. Painful neuropathy is another type of painful condition that we are treating very consistently on a daily basis. This is a neurological disorder, and it's usually chronic pain due to nerve damage. This could be due to small fiber neuropathies, which are things like diabetic neuropathy, nutritional imbalances, alcoholism, toxins. Chemotherapeutic agents can often cause these small fiber neuropathies, infections, autoimmune conditions, as well as trauma to larger nerves, which would be more polyneuropathies or mononeuropathies. Kidney failure and cancer as well can cause different types of neuropathies, as well as the treatment for cancer, not including chemotherapy, or including chemotherapy, but as well as radiation therapy. So there's a lot of different possible treatment options for different types of chronic pain. These can range from medication, physical therapy, and changes to your lifestyle. Psychotherapy is extremely important in treating chronic pain. Alternative therapies, just as such as uh, acupuncture, pressure, and chiropractic. Corrective surgery may often be needed to treat certain painful conditions. And then there's things like therapeutic nerve blocks, uh, nerve blocks, as well as neuroablations and medical devices like TENS units. But sometimes these more conservative common therapies don't really cover your pain. So have you tried these treatment options and you're still having pain? Well, we have some other options for you as well that can possibly help. One is something called or both are in the field of something called neuromodulation. The first is spinal cord stimulation, which we won't talk about today, but that involves basically using a targeted uh, electrical therapy to block pain signals from going to the brain. The other is a targeted drug delivery therapeutic mechanism or an intrathecal pain pump, which is what we're going to talk about today. So targeted drug delivery provides very precise pain relief for different painful conditions. It's an alternate route of delivering pain medication to help manage your chronic pain as opposed to an oral dose. So when you take an oral medication, that medicine goes throughout your whole body, whether it's going to the area where you have pain or where it's going to the area where you don't have pain. Targeted drug delivery kind of corrects this distribution by delivering the medicine right to the area inside your spine where all your nerve fibers come together, where your pain is most likely emanating or where your pain is most likely being transmitted. 
So a pump is planted just under the skin, and then these tiny doses of medicine travel from the pump through a thin, flexible tube into the spinal cord and delivers that medication just next to the spinal cord in those root and that nerve area that I was just referring to. The right amount of medication goes to that precise spot and it helps treat the pain. In this way, by providing this therapy, people can experience less side effects, fewer side effects, and not have the other issues that are associated with oral dosing. So I'm going to kick it back over to Dr. Danko now. and He's going to talk about whether this is a good therapy for you or not, and more about the therapy itself. Thanks, Dr. Feldheim. So, you know, one of the beauties of, of targeted drug delivery uh, is that it does have a trial or a test to, to see if this therapy is going to be an option for you. So, uh, you know, many patients uh, along the way have had surgery prior to a device such as this. And one of the problems is that with surgery, it's, it's pretty much... Uh, you're going to get surgery, then you got to decide, and then you get to decide afterwards whether it worked or didn't. You know, it's kind of a it's kind of a shot in the dark, hoping um, that you're going to get resolution of your problem, but then you end up still with with difficulty and with pain and, and other issues that the surgery didn't correct. Um, so in this period uh, of time, we call a trial, and this is a chance to to really see if your body's going to be responsive to the medication when delivered. Um, into the spinal fluid and around the spinal cord. So as Dr. Feldheim mentioned, this medication is being delivered to the receptors in the spine that we, that we believe modulate your pain. And, and, and um, really, uh, if we can deliver the medication right to the area, we're hoping that it's going to have a, a, a far more effective response in your pain. And by the same time, uh, we don't really know that with 100% certainty uh, prior to when we're just talking about it in the clinic. Uh, you know, we have some indications, some situations like you, you take some people take oral pain medication, and if you have responded to oral pain medicine, if it does help your pain or if it helped your pain, you know, quite a bit when you first started taking it, um, then, then that's a that's an inkling that your body is uh, is going to respond to medication uh, such as an opioid and when it's delivered in the spinal fluid, but it's not a guarantee. Uh, and so um, we do that test injection, and we really want to see that your body does respond to, to delivering the medication and that you do get a, a, an appropriate reduction in your pain. Now, the, the trial is not necessarily a perfect match for the pump itself, but it does give us a really good idea of whether um, you're going to respond to that particular medication. And, and also, really importantly, make sure that you're not going to have an intolerable side effects or, or a reason that we, that we um, don't want to implant the pump from a, from a medication issue. Uh, <clears throat> there is a, a psychological evaluation that's required prior to the trial. So uh, when we are um, working with uh, certain devices such as a, a uh, intrathecal pump, uh, or as Dr. Feldheim mentioned before, a device called a spinal cord stimulator. Uh, insurance companies do require a psychological clearance prior to the to moving forward with such a device. Um, why? You know, the 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 kind of the the most basic way I can describe it is is that it, you're trying to make sure that as best we can that that this device is going to work for you. Uh, and so, if you have a mental health problem that it, that is uncontrolled and and not uh, not managed. Uh, a lot of times that's going to be really prevent you from really responding to any kind of therapy. Uh, now, it's, it's really impractical to have every patient on, on oral pain medication go see a psychologist. You know, that, there's not enough psychologists in the world for, for a lot of the, the conditions we treat now, let alone uh, routine screening for every patient. Uh, but when you have a, a little more specialized situation such as this, um, it, it does afford us the opportunity to, to get clearance. Um, and then, you know, Dr. Feldheim and myself are, are not psychologists. That's not, our, that's not our area of expertise. It's not our specialty. So 
um, you know, we do refer out for that to someone who, who's been, you know, trained and has the appropriate degrees to, to manage those, those kind of conditions. So just to make sure um, there's not something that we're missing when we're seeing you in clinic. Uh, and, you know, as we mentioned before with the, with the medication, you know, most of the time that if you're a candidate for a, a, an intrathecal pump, it, almost by definition, oral pain medication has stopped working for you. Uh, and so w- when we're doing this um, procedure, we do have you hold the, the oral pain medication in the morning and, and throughout the day of that trial because we want to see that, that, that you're going to respond to the medication and, and that, you're, that we're not confounded by, you know, oral pain medication and, and that's not uh, kind of making, uh, conflicting our results. Uh, and so when it comes to the, to the trial period, you'll, you'll hold your medication the morning of. Uh, we'll do the test dose of medication, and then uh, the, hopefully the medicine will last for 24 hours. Um, it may not last that long, and then occasionally it does last longer than that. Uh, but then you'll, you'll restart your medication after the trial uh, when the following day when the medication is, is really worn off from the injection that we gave. And then, the, you know, as I mentioned, the, there are, there, the main method that we trial at, at Premier Pain Treatment Institute is a, is a single bolus injection of medication. Um, there is a, a different way of trialing where it's a, a continuous infusion. Uh, in that situation, a, a, a catheter is inserted into the, the spine and the medication is delivered continuously. Uh, you know, one comparison that, that some, for our females in the audience that are maybe familiar with is, is an epidural catheter that you, that you have inserted when, you, when you're having an epidural for pregnancy. Um, in that situation, the catheter is inserted and there's a pump connected to, to the bed and it delivers the numbing medication continuously to, to block those labor contractions. Um, and, and so in this scenario, you would, you would uh, have a, basically an external pump like that that, it, that is programmed to deliver medication over the course of um, three days or so um, to assess your response to, to that. Uh, you know, why do I do bolus injections versus a catheter? Um, mainly because uh, there, was a, there, there have been several research studies that have looked at this topic, and they really haven't shown that one method is superior over another, uh, which means that the both are, are good methods for determining if a pump is appropriate for you. Uh, and so I believe that, that if I can do a single injection of medication in the morning, um, let you go home, uh, do your thing, try it out, see how it's working for your pain, see if you're more active, uh, and you don't have to have a, a catheter inserted and a dressing and, and three days of management for that, uh, If I think that's a far more you know patient patient-friendly and, and equally effective way to determine if this device is going to work for you. So uh, de- depending on where you've come from and if you've been in other clinics or, or if you're catching our webinar as a, uh, you know, from, a, from afar and you're, and you're trying to learn about this therapy, just realize that your provider may uh, prefer the continuous infusion method. But at Premier Pain Treatment Institute, where, where um, you know, most of you listen to this webinar are going to be coming, um, we do a single injection technique. After the trial, uh, we are going to set up a follow-up appointment in the clinic. Uh, typically, this is a week or so after your 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 procedure, uh, your, your trial procedure. It may be a little more, maybe a little less. It may, may be related to when you're here from a medication refill uh, or, uh, you know, depending on the day of the week. Uh, but we're trying to get, see you back fairly quickly after the procedure because we want to we make sure that you're able to accurately relay the information and, and how the trial went for you. Uh, without uh, you know some of the 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 fade that comes with with a longer tr- uh, period of time from when that procedure happened, we really want that information to be fresh in your mind to, so that you can relay it to us. And um, you know, typically a week or so is is great for that. Alrighty. And this is a, one of these great stock slides that got put in the presentation provided for us, and it says that the first day of my screening test, I had immediate pain relief. 
Uh, and that's what you want. You know, you, I want to see pain relief. Uh, you know, one thing, I'll, a little caveat to that is that it's going to take uh, a couple hours to really get to the to kind of the maximum amount of pain relief you're going to get. Uh, this is not an uh, like an IV injection where the medicine starts working uh, immediately within a few minutes. Um, that does take a few hours for the medicine to fully absorb in those receptors and to, and to get kind of your maximum response. And also immediate pain relief does not mean 100% pain relief. Uh, so I'm not really going for a 100% pain relief trial. Uh, I'm really just trying to see that, that it, this medication uh, positively impacts your, your pain and, and provide you relief to, to you know, be more functional. Uh, and that, may, that doesn't need to be 100%. That could be 50%. It could be 70%. It could be 80%. You know, it's a, it's a response to where, where, we're, where both you as the patient and me as the physician are, are comfortable with the result and, and happy to proceed with the implant. Um, because... The goal is really to have the, the appropriate dosage programmed into the pump long term. It's not necessarily to have the, the pristine, perfect trial. Now, uh, there are multiple ways to manage that pump once it's been implanted. Uh, so at the, after the trial period, uh, we will um, schedule you for your, your implant surgery. Um, this is an outpatient surgery. It's, it, uh, it takes me about 30 to 45 minutes to do. Um, there are different types of anesthesia. Um, commonly, this is done under general anesthesia, where you'll, you'll go fully to sleep. Um, uh, can be done also with a, uh, what we call MAC anesthesia or monitored anesthesia, uh, like an IV anesthetic similar to something like a colonoscopy. Uh, so the type of anesthesia really depends on you as a patient. Uh, also, uh, any medical comorbidities that you, or, or medical factors that you may have. And then uh, um, there is a period in time between the trial and the implant um, where we will uh, taper you off of your oral pain medication. And I think this is a really important part of this therapy that, that I want to make sure we, we address. Uh, and uh, this therapy uh, is, is meant to treat chronic pain. Uh, and that's really important to remember. It, it, we're delivering this medication to the spine to treat your pain. Uh, also, you know, it also is very effective for cancer pain. Uh, that's a little bit different to... Uh, conversation topic but that we're happy to go in more detail in the office. But for the purposes of treating chronic pain, not cancer pain, but chronic pain, we want to make sure that, that the medication that you take in pill form is really out of your system when we do the implant. Uh, and the reason we need that and why it's really important is that oral pain medication is, is a chemical that, that your body becomes dependent upon. Um, and, and just like other chemicals that your body can become dependent on, whether that's caffeine, whether that's nicotine, um, you know, whether that's carbohydrates or sugar, like, you know, like my body, I'm, I'm, you know, very addicted to, to, <laughs> to, to a good candy bar or some, you know, some Doritos or, or, you know, uh, we need to break free of that. Um, because when you're, when, when that chemical is wearing off, when you, when your, uh, caffeine is wearing off and, and you need to drink another, you know, another pop or another coffee, uh, and you start feeling kind of jittery because, you know, you need your caffeine, you know, that's not chronic pain. Uh, and the, and so the same thing happens with pain medication. You know, when your your dose of Percocet is wearing off uh, and your pain is starting to amplify again, uh, you know, that's that also could be really early signs of, of withdrawal or early signs that your body is, is needing that chemical from a dependence standpoint. Um, and that one, it's really important to know that's not addiction. Um, that that's depend that's dependence. That is your, you, that is that your body is used to receiving this chemical, um, and it's not chronic pain. Um, so we need to break free of that of that process. And the way we do that is is a very controlled and, and structured process where we, we taper down the medication. 
uh, and in preparation for the implant. Uh, and that scenario, if, you know, if you're struggling with that, we're, we're here to help you. You know, we may prescribe some medication to help with that. We may try other medications. Uh, maybe a really good time to, to do an injection to, you know, get a couple weeks of relief while we're, while we're in that process. Um, but the point is that, you know, that can be a very scary process for you. And we understand that we, we empathize with you and we're, we're there to help you through that. Um, but it's not to punish you. It's really to prepare you for a really successful implant. Uh, and that's a, you know, you have the successful trial, so you know that this therapy is going to work for you. Um, and it's really just connecting the dots. Uh, and so you have the successful trial and then and we have the, the end game, which is the implant. Uh, we're going to do some things like we're going to do things for infection prevention. We're going to uh, have you see your primary care doctor for a physical. Uh, you may have to stop a blood thinner at a certain time interval if you take a blood thinner. Um, and we're going to help, uh, you know, set, uh, wean you off the, the oral pain medication and, and break your body's dependence on it so that when the pump gets implanted, we can really just start getting you pretty quickly and, and safely prepared for the therapy and, and get it working well quickly. And you don't really don't want to do a, a three to six month or longer process afterwards of trying to wean off medicine and, and titrate the pump. You really just want to have your procedure, uh, have it start working and get your pain under control as fast as possible. Uh, and this is really the best way to do it. Now, there are different methods for managing the pump afterwards. Um, there is a, uh, my, my favorite mode of doing it is something called flex dosing. Um, and that is where it delivers at a continuous rate. Uh, and then I will automatically program doses to deliver medicine at an opportune time, such as, you know, one great time is in the middle of the night when you're sleeping. Because we don't want you to wake up because of your pain. We want you to stay sleeping. You can't take a, a pain medication when you're unconscious and sleeping, but I could deliver a bolus with this pump to do the same thing. Get your morning started off better. Get your day get your day going well. Um, you know, another option is it, is this, uh, this little cell phone looking device that you see on the screen here, where you can automatically deliver doses of medication yourself um, with the pump, where you activate the button and then and then it'll deliver a dose of medication at a at a preset interval that that we program. Um, you know, why do I prefer the automatic dosing the method that I mentioned earlier versus the bolus dosing that you can do with your phone? Uh, is I think I can stay ahead of the pain better that way, and I also can get this therapy in a uh, more of a set it and forget it scenario where you can really focus on living your life and let me man it and worry about when it when it's delivering the medication for you rather than you, you know, trying to catch up to it or, or chase it you know with with the remote control. Um, but for some patients that have a very like kind of irregular or variable pain pattern, this can be a great option uh, and it is an option we employ for the when uh, when appropriate for patients. So you know, when talks this slide talks some about the benefits uh, of the therapy. I've talked a lot about it already. Um, it talks about how 80%, 87% of patients rated their quality of life as fair to excellent. Um, 90% of patients would recommend this therapy to a family member or a friend. Uh, it improves your ability to function and, and perform day-to-day -day activities and uh, provides effective pain relief. It also you know, lowers your side effect profile compared to oral medication, and that's because we're able to give us a much lower dose of medication than you have to take in pill form. So you have to take many milligrams of pills um, you know, even a small pill, like a, a small, like the lowest dose of a, of a Norco or a Percocet is a five milligram tablet. With our pump, uh, pump uh, therapy, we're typically able to give less than a milligram of medication total in, in a 24 hour period. Uh, so, you know, half a milligram over a whole day and get and get better, superior pain control than than five milligrams or more tablets multiple times a day. So you might need 30, 40, 50 milligrams of, of oral pain medication, what we can do in it with less than a, less than a milligram. 
and, and that's really impactful and powerful. Uh, and what's really important about this slide is this is backed by data. This, the, you know, if you're if you're watching this uh, and you can see our our screen, you can see the little the little numbers that are referencing these small the small script at the bottom. Those are all research studies that, that validate this information. Uh, also, at Premier Pain Treatment Institute, we were uh, part of a, a of a major study on, on this therapy uh, called the Embrace Study that, that is going to be up for publication coming up soon. Um, and uh, we had you know several patients in our practice that were they were participants in that in that research study, and uh, and we we're really experts in this therapy. And and not only are we experts and we understand the therapy, but we're we're actively contributing to the science and the data that's, that's proving this therapy works. And so, um, you know, that, that I just want to put a little feather in our own cap there to, cause that was really exciting and, and a great way to, to prove to, for our patients that, that they're getting the, um, the, that we're, we're giving them cutting edge therapies and, and we're, we're, um, supporting it with, with data and with science. So here's another stock slide for us here. This is before my drug pump, I'd be looking at people's photographs of these outings. Uh, now I'm doing that myself. Uh, and that, you know that's accurate. We get uh, we have pa- plenty of patients in our practice with uh, with pain pumps who are who are working and, and doing activities that they previously weren't able to do um, through this therapy. Uh, and uh, we do have several patients in the practice that that have been willing to share their story and, and to talk about it. Uh, I, uh, and so uh, you know if you need a pa- if you're if you're looking for a lo- kind of a local patient advocate so to speak or a patient in our practice who has a pump. Um, we can help connect you with those because we have, you know, we get their permission and, and then we connect you with them and, and they can chat with you about it in more detail. You know, here's the kind of one of the, the last slide. It's uh, one of our last slides. It is, uh, you know, the risks of the therapy. So, you know, one of the things in medicine is, you know, first thing for us is do no harm. That's like the number one thing in the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, and so part of that is really explaining to our patients um, that there are risks with the therapies and, and that none of our therapies we offer are 100% risk-free. Um, so, you know, with the, this is an implantable device, so there is a, a risk for infection with any kind of implantable device. There are potential for side effects of the medication, as we discussed before. So, you know, we have, a, uh, we, with the, we have that trial as a, hopefully a way to rule out or, or, or eliminate the, the, the side effect issue, but it doesn't mean that it, that it can't possibly happen when it's delivered as an infusion over, the, over a course of time. It, it is a chance that, uh, for bleeding, and that's why we, we also always very vigilant about making sure that you stop blood thinners and aspirin and, and, other, and medicines like that prior to the, the surgical procedure. And, and there's always small risks for nerve injury or, or, or spine injury. Uh, with good technique and with you know, doing a, a lot of these, you know, that can be largely avoided by, by proper technique. Also, it, there is a risk for something called a, a spinal headache or a spinal fluid leak, uh, and that is because this medicine goes into the spinal fluid, and, and we do have to uh, use a needle to insert that, uh, and there will be a small hole where the where spinal fluid can come out. Uh, now, that uh, the catheter is going to be plugging up that hole, so I think that really helps cut down that risk. Uh, also, um, you know, the tissue around it will heal, and that will, will seal that off as well. Um, that is almost always a temporary uh, problem, uh, that headache. Uh, we have medication that we can prescribe to help with the headache. Um, there also is an injection we can do called a uh, epidural blood patch that can be uh, an effective way to, to stop that as well. So I'm um, happy to talk about those in, in more detail in the clinic, um, but it just I want you to know that the, that we can we uh, are very familiar with this therapy and we can help manage these these side effects as well. We can also help talk to you about it and you know if this is not the therapy for you and you just decide that the, that the risk is, is not appropriate, then we totally respect that and we're, we'll work with you on other options to, to manage your pain. 
So with that, uh, our conclusion here, uh, I'm going to kick it over to Dr. Feldheim, and uh, I'm going to ask him a question about uh, about cancer pain and, and how these pumps are used for cancer pain. And, and in, uh, this talk has largely been about the chronic pain side of it, but I do think it would be great to touch on that a little bit and how we might institute this for a patient that has cancer. Yeah, so um, you know, pump therapy has been instrumental in, in really helping with the control of cancer pain and cancer pain pathologies, you know, specifically with pain in the trunk and the um, abdomen, thorax, that have been very, very poorly controlled uh, in the past. Obviously, you know, high, high doses of opioids have been used in the past to try and help these patients, and it leads to a lot of really bad systemic side effects, um, you know, that, that can sometimes make therapy uh, even less effective, things like, you know, severe constipation, gastroparesis. So um, pump therapy has been very, very effective at, at um, reducing a lot of those side effects uh, from the high-dose opioids that, that have been needed to obtain um, relief just for daily function for cancer pain patients. And again, it's targeted. So we can target it at the, you know, level in the spinal cord that would correspond to where the pain would be uh, traveling through um, to get to the brain. So That's great. Um, well, I, you know, I posted a, a, a question or a little comment in the, in the public section over here that uh, if any audience has any questions, you can type them in there. Uh, and I'll give that a few seconds to see if anyone has any questions before we, before we sign off. Uh, you know, the thing about pump therapy is it's really underutilized. Uh, so I, I want to re- really, I mentioned that in the introduction, I want to reiterate that. Most people with chronic pain have, have seen more than one pain management specialist in, over their time. Or at the bare minimum, they, they've often seen surgeons and other specialists before they've come to see us. Uh, and oftentimes, pump therapy has never been mentioned to them. And that is not because the therapy doesn't work and it's not because it's effective. It's just because they don't really have a great understanding of it and they're not really familiar with it and they don't manage it on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then in the, the, for previous pain specialists you may have seen, uh, pump therapy has been around for about 30 years. And, at the, and early on, um, we didn't really understand this concept of, of breaking free of the oral pain medication and, and weaning off the medicine prior to implant and a lot of times this was used as the end-of-the-road salvage therapy, and when everything else has failed and the patient was on really high-dose pain medication, they would, they would just tack a pump on top of it. Uh, and that was not a very effective way to manage the pain. And, and so, you know, older pain management doctors um, became really soured on the therapy because their patients weren't doing very well because um, they were, you know, they were waiting too long. So the, the patient was was too far along with, with their with their process where they weren't really responding. And even those patients that were far along, they didn't do anything to prepare the patient successfully for the implant. They kept them on really high-dose medication, and, and they were still re- feeling really poorly when at, when they were, like, between doses of their medicine. They were having that early withdrawal that I, that I talked about. So and I think it's really important to know that this therapy is effective. Uh, it's We don't have a great awareness on the therapy yet, but, it, but um, you know, with – People like uh, people like us that are talking about it and doing research studies, we're, we're doing our best to show that this therapy really is safe and is very effective. And we have about 400 patients in our practice right now, and and I would say that statistic that 90% of them are, are really satisfied and recommending it to family and friends is quite accurate for us. So we have a lot of patients in our practice that are that are doing well and they're doing they're happy with it. 
Um, and with that, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off because I don't see that any questions are coming in. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in to this uh, tonight's uh, webinar and our uh, in our August edition of the PPTI Care series. Uh, and uh, if you're trying to um, reach us as a new patient, our office phone number is five one three four five four seven two four six. Um, you can also go to premierpaintreatment.com. Uh, and then if, uh, if you're uh, tuning into this webinar and, and you, know, you, you don't think that a pump therapy is really appropriate for you, uh, all of our previous webinars are, are posted on our website. So we have webinars we do once a month, and, and there are a bunch of, there's a bunch of content on there uh, where you can check out um, previous presentations, and, and maybe there's a different therapy that, that might be more appropriate for you. And we can happily discuss any of those therapies at, at our, our office locations. We have an office in uh, Loveland, Ohio, uh, in Mount Orb, Ohio, and in Hillsborough, Ohio. So we're really in eastern and, and northeastern Cincinnati. Uh, thank you all and have a great night. Well, that was another episode of Premier Pain Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Danko, signing off. Please subscribe and, uh, and catch our future podcasts. Thanks for listening to Premier Pain Talk, where we understand your pain and share solutions that can improve your quality of life. This episode is brought to you by Premier Pain Treatment Institute, which has convenient Cincinnati area locations in Loveland, Mount Orb, and Hillsboro. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you get updates on all new episodes. Feedback is sincerely appreciated.